welcome to The Authority On, a podcast brought to you by Device Authority. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are. Uh, Welcome to the latest Device Authority podcast with myself, Paul Lockley. And with me today, James Penny, who is our CTO. No worries. Thank, always good to spend time with you, James. Mm-hmm. Um, today, we're going to talk about how AI and ML can help improve the process um, related to SBOM. So for those that aren't familiar, let's do a quick recap on SBOM, uh, which is Software Bill of Materials. And really, this was came to the form was driven by Joe Biden's executive order, EO14028, which is mandating that companies provide a clear, updatable list of software components being used within devices. The point of that is to help understand where risk and exposure lies, and also to make people more accountable for um, the impact of substandard provision. Now, it's been through um, lots of phases from, you know, we really do recommend this, it's best practice to it now being enforced. Um, Federal agencies, I think from September this year, will be uh, mandating that uh, you have a a clear definable SBOM process uh, and can provide SBOMs related to Uh, the provision of devices and services and for the FDA I think it's October this year they'll be mandating that all new devices have SBOM credentials but when we start to look at that it sounds quite straightforward you know provide an SBOM provide a list of software but James from your point of view as a technical person a builder of things how how difficult is it? What's the impact of creating and maintaining an SBOM? That's a really good question. I think um, I don't think it needs to be particularly onerous. I think the, there are already build processes. Um, lots of people are already doing, um, I guess, software dependency scans. And, like, and all you're really doing is, is effectively making um sort of the output and uh, of those scans and your, your your list of components that you've created or, or imported during a an engineering process uh, available to others which i think is a is a is a fair ask i mean one of the biggest problems really is importing something that you don't realize is a problem um and there's uh actually there's, there's quite a few software tools that make that uh, uh fairly easy for um not only just the I guess the build stage, but also during the actual development stage. Um, so, like uh, our engineers, for example, they if they're trying to import a dependency, um, the IDE actually warns them and says that this particular version actually has some some issues with it. Um, so you want to make sure that you're using the right one. And we also have that secondary catch during the final build process um, of the entire project scan. So I don't think it needs to be uh, particularly onerous. I think where it might catch one or two people out is if they suddenly start doing it, right? So if you get to the point where it's October and you start panicking or whatever, and you start scanning your software and, and creating uh, S-bombs for, for your customers, then um, you might find it a bit of a hill climb to to not only, I guess, 
go through all of the issues that you might have, but then does the big job of like updating all of those components to make sure they're no longer um, vulnerable. But uh, so that initial piece might catch some people up, uh, but the actual generation, it, it, it's it's an initial hill climb, and then it's more of an iterative process. That if you if you have good practices, you can you can work your way through, and it. it doesn't have to materially impact. I think any of your engineering timelines and things like that. Yeah, I, I, so I guess what you're saying is, if you leave it to the last minute, um, more the fall, more the fall, uh, yeah. you. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could apply that to so many things. Um, but with this whole concept of discovery, learning, and iteration, is this a great opportunity for AI, stroke ML, to step in and assist with that ongoing process? Know where, know where the problem is understand how to resolve it yeah it's um it's an interesting one and you've got a couple of different angles i think um to really look at how uh things like artificial intelligence and machine learning intersect with something like um software bill of materials uh there's the the idea of of running those scans and trying to triage your dependencies against known vulnerabilities can uh, obviously be helped by by some of those processes. Um, you can also have things like uh, one of the uh, something that's quite interesting to think about is the idea of um, running, I guess, an example of your particular device in almost like a honeypot um, or several of them. Uh, and then what you also could do there is if you look at what that particular device or software that device is running um, using its S-bomb uh, and you can recognize patterns. So if you have like a, several honeypots or devices all running the same software, or maybe there's some some others that are running slightly different versions, you can start to actually figure out maybe where there's zero days in your own devices um, by trying to triage the, the S-bomb that's running on the compromised devices uh, against uh, some of those attacks that are happening. So that, that type of thing is really good for, for I guess machine learning processes because that's like pattern recognition, right? Um, and and if you have enough data, the uh, machine learning is is really really good at finding those patterns and and you know potentially stopping a an attack against your devices or infrastructure or whatever it might be, um, uh, and helping you triage what the source of that particular vulnerability might be. I think uh, another, I guess another way to to also look at it is to to include SBOM as part of a um a machine learning driven sort of authorization process so if you if you're uh, in our world it's more device authentication um which is the identity and then you try and figure out whether the device is authorized to be to be doing that thing um the inclusion of sbom in that uh, machine learning process for device authorization again can start to to help um, figure out whether the device is running in a more authorized state or or guess what kind of trust level it's kind of operating at. You know, if you can triage the um, the SBOM against what the device is trying to do, okay, it's generated a certificate or something, it's running an old version of OpenSSL, something like that, the keys, you know, maybe compromised or whatever. Um, I think that's, a, again, it's a really good um, sort of pattern matching uh, process that, that I think machine learning really helps. And... Uh, I guess the third one might um, would be uh, the actual 
enhancement of the integrity of data coming from those devices. So having a good SBOM uh, with, um, you know, reduced or, or I want to say no vulnerabilities. Like there's obviously a scale between one and 10 of, of a score, but um, having, if you have visibility of the software that's running on those particular devices, you can make pretty good choices about the data that it's sending um, for your own machine learning processes and, uh, and uh, whether you trust that data and then you've got sort of a garbage in, garbage out uh, result, I guess. So there's a couple of different ways, I think, in which they intersect. Um, and SBOM's really adding that to the pool of data that can be used to, to achieve those various bits and pieces. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we look at that, SBOM is a static instrument. When you apply the automation to that, that AI and ML brings, you start to be able to correlate activity and start to work out where potentially one of those vulnerabilities is being exploited and take a remedial action. And yeah. you know, remediation cures many ills. But you've touched on something um, really interesting there. You know that enhanced trust of the device, because you know, as you know, we have a, a, a wonderful view of trust the device, trust the data, and mm -hmm. you know, the data is the the principal point of value. It's good oil versus bad oil in the engine. So, I think when you take that concept of applying AI and ML to that, creating that um, automated sentinel within the system, you can start to make SBOM a more relevant part of an overall guardianship of your service, your infrastructure, your devices, and your data. Mm. So one plus one equals three. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's... um. It's a really, it's a really powerful bit of information to have, um, and I, I, I think the the reason, and, and we're very focused on IoT, obviously, but I think it applies to various sectors. But the, I mean, I think the reason you do any of these projects is to get the data from it. That's the whole point: is to achieve, um, I think, scalable uh, data collection for for a lot of those um, processes and services. And what you do with this is completely up to you. But um, the the idea is that you're collecting so much of this data. Uh, either computing it locally at the edge or, or shipping all of it back to to some more centralized sort of cloud location. Um, the integrity of that is uh, imperative and it affects a, a, an untrusted device, I think, almost spreads like a virus um, throughout that whole process and will poison uh, sort of the, the, the early stages of, of the stream or whatever that, that flows into a much bigger data river. <laughs> Um, so the knock-on effects are, are huge. Yeah, a, a, a burglar only needs one open window, not all of them to be open. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, when we when we look at that, the, the whole point of SBOM was to make people more accountable for things that are delivered. And, you know, if you can find ways to broaden the visibility of vulnerabilities and automate as much of the process of remediation for that everybody takes a step up with regards to this concept of zero trust delivering a, a better place for for everyone to to operate mm -hmm. well look um as always it's been uh, an absolute pleasure spending some time with you james thanks for your insight and i look forward to the next 
opportunity to create a podcast and share our view on the very rapidly evolving landscape. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. We look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Authority On, a podcast brought to you by Device Authority. If you have any questions about the subject matter in this podcast, please head to the Device Authority website, deviceauthority.com. See you next time. Thank you.